This is the Meadows Disco Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm JP. And Ben is at the preserve. So we won't be hearing his lovely voice. So with that being said, here's our social store, underscore disc, underscore golf, night, underscore owl, underscore pod. And then uh, doordisc.com where you can find all your disc golf needs and discs. Well, I think that would be a need for disc golf. But most disc golfers have all the discs. They yeah. Need. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. suppose. So, but we have all the other stuff that you need. Yeah. And then discs. Yeah. Which you want and buy a lot of, hopefully. So, with that being said, my big question for you, JP, is have you ever tried to be so, do this life changing thing in your life? Like where you're like, okay, Monday morning I'm waking up and from this day forward I'm doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And you like just want to like, <laughs> you're just going to say work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to go make money and pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. No, it's no. funny because like that's one thing though. Like there's a, there's a point because I started working when I was 13 where my parents were like, yeah, it's time to get a summer job. And you're like, what's that? And they're like, here, we're going to drop you off. You're going to go wash dishes. And Uh that's how it goes. But no, um, I had gotten out of like the routine of working out. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, starting this day, I'm going to start doing this, this, and this from that point on. It lasted for a while. Uh And then Uh kind of fallen out of, as life got busy, you kind of, uh uh-oh. You die so often on this thing. Oh, there it goes. Super. And then, you know, there's things that get in the way and you're like, oh, I got to find find time to like, or you have to rearrange your schedule and it doesn't work out like that kind of thing or. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, those best laid intentions. You're like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden you're like, I was going to do that. Okay. This Monday, this Monday. Yeah. (laughs) Like you keep pushing it. Yeah. Keep pushing it back. Uh Uh Exactly. Yeah. So I'm at that point right now because I, um, I've never had issues with phone battery. Right. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to move. So I make sure I get up every morning at the same time. And that's been working. No problem. Like okay. now I'm like, like a clock. I'm yeah. up. But I put my phone on the other side. So instead of laying in bed watching my phone, uh-huh. like I just get that personal time to just relax and reflect and, and then go to sleep, you know, instead of stimulating myself until I sleep. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I took my like my little charging stand and put it over on my dresser, which is all the way across the room. Yeah. Well, it forces you to get up and have to like go exactly and turn it off. Right. Yeah. Get up and actually turn the alarm off. So the side effect is, is that I still just take my phone into the bed with me and then I put it on the nightstand. Okay. <laughs> Not charging. So when I get up in the morning at like five o'clock to pee or something like that, I'll go put it back on the nightstand or put it back on the charger. As I'm walking by, I'll just throw it on the charger. And then I only have like 20% the entire day. Like oh, wow. it's one of those deals where I find like places to plug it in. I've never been that guy. Yeah. Like, I've never had to plug in stuff before. And so now, yeah, my good and in, good intentions of moving it across the room and being very like disciplined about putting my phone down and like just going to sleep yeah. instead of playing with my phone. Yeah. No. Oh. So yeah, I have perpetually low battery now. Perpetually. Low and it's like, battery. it's stressful. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing. Cause I, I make fun of my daughter for like, <laughs> like she's like, I only have twenty percent left, and I'm like, so we'll just switch it to low power mode. Yeah, well, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's stressful. It's weird. It's this weird thing. Like I've never been like, like, oh my goodness, I only have ten percent. I got to find a charger for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I there's nights where 
I don't think about it and like I will be on my phone and I'll set it down and I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, I've got 20%, but like it's early enough where I can get like a decent charge right. and get it. And then I'm also in the car all day so I can plug it into my yeah. car and charge yeah. it when if I need to. Yeah, and see with, with my life and work and, you know, I'm rarely sitting in front of a charger. Like I'm rarely static in one place yeah. long enough to actually get any substantial type of charge. But Just buy a battery pack. I, you know, <laughs> Sandy has two of those things. And I always forget about them. If you hear noise in the background, it's my children enjoying the July 4th. You know what's, cr- you know what's crazy is like we are just sitting up here and I couldn't hear them outside. <laughs> and now all of a sudden the microphones are picking them up. Like, yeah. what the heck? It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have one of those uh, above ground pools and just got it set up. And we had went to the uh, restaurant because my wife really wanted to go to a restaurant. We went to a restaurant, came back, and they're like, can we go swim, Dad? I was like, you got to be quiet because I got the podcast coming up. Yeah, they're not quiet. They're in the <laughs> pool and it's summer. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's what I was curious about. And the other thing that I fail at every Monday is when I start my diets every Monday. Start your diet every So you're yeah. restarting a different restarting diet. A diet every Monday because I never do it. I'm like, I'll do it again Monday. <laughs> and then I don't make the diet and I was like, oh, I'll try again Monday. Does this include like meal prep and all that? And- um, no, when I actually, if I do meal prep, I do it pretty well. Okay. Um, but the issue with the meal prep is, is that... We were very diligent about sitting down with family for yeah. eating. Um, and I always feel weird pulling my little black tray of stuff, you know, like my chicken and rice. And yeah. So it's my excuse to try it again Monday. Okay. <laughs> Just to be hard this week as well with 4th of July. It's like, hey, Monday. And then Tuesday is 4th of July. And you're like, all right, we're going to grill out a ton of stuff and like go <laughs> exactly. wild and go get a bunch of fruit because yeah. all that is healthy when you eat like an entire watermelon yourself. <laughs> Have you ever eaten so much watermelon that you sit there and you're just like, I feel like I'm going to explode? Um, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, watermelon's one of those things where it's like, it's water. So mostly, oh so God. it's just like, it's, you can eat a ton of it and not like feel bad. But at sure. the same time, it's like, oh God. Like, yeah, I have too much. And, yeah, yeah. yeah like so you said. last year, we'd buy watermelon or take it from the restaurant and we'd cut it up and cube it. And I would just put it in one of those big, you know, bowls in yeah. the refrigerator. And the kids would just grab it whenever they wanted. And I would, and at the end of the night, usually there was probably like half of the bowl left. And I'd be like, this is a healthier snack than ice cream, right? So right. <laughs> I would sit down and just basically like chow this stuff with like tahini uh-huh. and a drink of soda or something like that or something sparkly. Yeah. And it would, physically hurt my stomach like, oh god because you get like all the fizzly bubblies and yeah. then you get all the water from the water yeah it was like you drink a gallon of water you know i don't know how high in sugars watermelon is but if you're eating a ton of it i can't imagine it being good. it's horrible i'm sure of it yeah i'm sure of it i always wonder why i can't lose weight but with that being said is that a good snack for the disc golf course watermelon <laughs> Well, if you got to keep hydrated, I think it would be a decent snack. Sure, sure. Have you ever been able to eat watermelon without getting it everywhere? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Even if you cut it in cubes, you're still getting it all over the Exactly. Place. But I would rather have watermelon juice than the alternative juices that get on the discs. Like after you urinate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, orange juice? What? What's really sticky like that you get on your hands? Like sap? No. Like that. no. Well, just think about it. So I have this philosophy on... The disc golf course, and I try to enlighten everybody that I possibly can. Try not to touch other people's discs because you're essentially touching their D. Yeah. Because anytime someone is out on the disc golf course and they pee, mm-hmm. yeah, they're touching themselves, right? Yeah. 
they are not washing their hands. And they're walking over and picking up a disc. I keep hand sanitizer in my bag. But do you really use it after you pee? Not every time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm just one of those guys, you know, like unzips and hey, hands above the head. Like, oh, oh. Like, that would be a really awkward way to pee. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> we had a full discussion about this one time on we the course. We did. Did we have it on the course? It was it was a league round. Bjorn brought it up. Yes, it was berries in or berries out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, at uh-huh. Wildberry Field. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. So have a discussion with your friends. We're not going to talk about it on here because we do have some younger listeners. But yeah, when you urinate on the course, is it berries in or berries out? Just a good question. Mm-hmm. Or even just when you urinate, is it berries in or berries out? Oh boy, did we ever decide what you were berries in or berries out? I think I was in. You're, you think? You think? I don't. <laughs> both? Like I don't. Oh, you just like one, one in, one, one out. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. See, when Ben's not here, it gets way off track. But I think that's pretty fun. Though. That's fine. So, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, um, with your berries, so throw your flipper. What'd you buy? <laughs> <laughs> what did I buy? Oh. um... I used up the rest of my money that I had from turning stuff in, and I got um, a CD1 mm-hmm. and a, D, a lab second D5. Like, it was really lightweight mm-hmm. that I wanted to check out. And then... Excuse Bless me. you. D5? D5. Okay. Uh, you know, oh, the, Defy. Defy. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, D5? D5 is like lab second D5. I didn't know Prodigy. Doesn't that sound crazy? Yeah. <laughs> No, Defy. Yeah, sorry. And then I got um, two of the special edition Watts. Okay. MVP Watts that just came out. Very nice. I know. I saw you pull them out. I was like, ooh, those are nice on the thing. So I bought a Jonathan Fuse. Hi, I'm a Fuse. Yeah. I bought one. Well, I didn't buy it yet, but I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I've held it like 35 times. And then 35 times. Oh, my goodness. So. So I have this firm belief that I would rather have a customer have it than me. Yeah, yeah. And so anything like that comes in like super beautiful. I'm not the guy that's going to pull the most beautiful one out of the stack for myself. Like I leave it in the stack for whoever wants sure. to buy it. I'll usually buy the ugly one. And with those Jonathan fuses, I'm just like, people are going to love these. And Jonathan's such like, he just hit a million subscribers. Like he has a lot of fans. Mm. So I was like, all right, let me, um, I'll just leave them here. And every time I go in, I'm like, oh. I should grab one. But I'm not going to throw it. That's the thing. I oh, just sure. want one. Yeah. But the hex may be coming out of my bag again in place of the EMAC Ooh, because oh. of the Lucid Ice Orbit yeah. EMAC. Do you feel like the hex got too much hype within a short amount of time? Uh, no, I think it's still a very good disc. I just think I tried to make a move when it wasn't necessary. Yeah. I think that was my thing. Um but if we want to talk about hype train, yes, I think the high, the hex and the glitch are two discs. We bring them in, they immediately go out. And in all honesty, there's nothing special about the hex, and the glitch is novelty. I, it's not a useful disc. I mean, reality. If there is someone out there that can prove to me that it's a useful disc. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form, besides Simon, of course, because yeah, it's crazy. I don't, I haven't talked to anybody that's like, oh, I gotta throw this for my upshots, or I gotta mm-hmm. throw it for this or that. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I have one. I think it's fun to throw. Oh, it's yeah. But am I going to throw it in the bag and use it every round? No, I'm no. not. It's a, it's a very utilitarian. No, not even utilitarian. Because I was going to try to compare it to the Comet, but it's not. I mean. No, no. You, you, like, it's a unique disc on its own. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's it's the shots that you would use it for are very specific. The people that will utilize it the best are the people that are just coming into the sport yeah. and are used to ultimates because it's a familiar hand mm-hmm. feel. Not the same flight by any means, but a f- very familiar hand feel. Well, I know Tyler Frickman was talking about getting one for Ashley because they right. and it was going to be one of those easy discs to help with form mm-hmm. and yeah, all that. So I can definitely see someone new to the sport getting into it because it's right. in one speed and super glidey, under stable. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Um, funny enough, too, I, I think you guys got them in the store. Beetles? Yes. Uh, no, or, we have here uh, Bites now. Bites, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what I think. Beetles, another good disc, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the Bites. I Joe and um, Kevin were going to go play a bite-only round, I think. <laughs> and they <laughs> great idea. wanted to do that, too. And I was like, oh. yeah. That'd be I good. would love to play a glitch-only round. I'd love to play a bite-only round. I'm trying to think like a meteor-only round, like just these really like fairly – or like a Lima armadillo round. Yeah. You know, right. Like just like discs that you would never honestly play with, but mm-hmm. Superdill, um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of Superdill, exactly, exactly. Condor. <laughs> yeah. Although there was a guy that bagged three of them that we I used to play with in MA1. Condors? Condors. Okay. Like straight up condors. Um huh. he had three of them. And then he also bagged a Sonic and then just standard disc from there. But yeah. he had his three condors and then a Sonic. I want to talk to Matt more about the Sonic because he loves it. Matt Yates. Yes, yes. And I'm just curious, like, is it strictly upshots for him or what I've it is? Because s- I've seen him throw it, and I he can throw it very well. So yeah. we were on, and I'm sure if you're familiar with Sandy Knoll, but it would be like whole, just coming back into the woods, like 15 or 14, uh-huh. 13 maybe. Um, but you come back into the woods, and we were playing short pads. This was maybe like three or four years ago. It was like when he first started playing, and we were playing a lot together um, for some reason. Just MA1? Like, just MA1, yeah. yeah. Just happened to be on Turn the same card yeah. quite a bit. And he was throwing the Sonic, and I loved watching him throw the Sonic because he threw it so well. And he could keep it so straight. Mm-hmm. And it made me want to buy a Sonic. So I bought a Sonic, and I threw a Sonic. I cannot throw a Sonic. <laughs> like, the way he throws a Sonic. Yeah. I mean, he can put full power on it. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he still can or not, but I know when I was watching him, he convinced me that I needed a Sonic. So, but... Yeah, I don't even know where that Sonic... I might have just left it where it went one day. <laughs> it might have been one of those things. <laughs> this disc isn't useful for me. Somebody else will find it and exactly. hopefully enjoy it. Yep, yep. All right, sir. Um, why do you suck, JP? Oh, what is it this week? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just file through your Rolodex. Yeah, and like, see. do, 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 <laughs> This week, just kind of like pulling out a random question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything disc golf related because I haven't done anything okay. disc golf related really well, in a let's, while. Let's talk about your personal life then. <laughs> what makes you suck outside of disc golf? Oh, I haven't mowed the lawn. I haven't done the dishes. <laughs> I haven't... Uh, I haven't given my wife a back rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, today, I mean, it's very busy up here in Fourth of July, for 4th of July with mm-hmm. traffic and everything. And um, Dempsey, this is a purely a parenting thing. Dempsey wanted to go on a bike ride with a bunch of his friends because they're all meeting up at someone's house and everything mm-hmm. and 
he got kind of mad at me because I was like, dude, you got to wear a helmet. Like, just, yeah. he's like, no, dad, no one else does. So I was like, wear your helmet. <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. like, you know, but I'm a concerned parent because like he told me he where his friend's house is, what the road that they're on is very, it's pretty, one of the busier roads, like in our area. Right. He was going down to like the mobile station down by the old shop code to get like mm-hmm. snacks and stuff. So I just wanted him to be safe and then like, it, it doesn't, it, I don't suck because like I want to be cautious, but I suck because like, you're not I a was, cool dad. <laughs> right. Yeah. That. <laughs> and like, I was never that way. Like I never rode with, I never rode with a helmet I when I was I younger. I, my parents never worried like where I was going at all. Mm-hmm. They just were like, okay, yeah, go, you know, be home by when it's dark or, yep. you know, but that door County has changed a lot since oh, I yeah. was young. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's changed a lot just in what the, 14 years I've been here, 15 years mm-hmm. I've been here. It's, it's, uh, but our childhood was so much different, especially with biking than it was. Like, I only wore because of the NBL, um, you had to, to race. Mm-hmm. That was the only time I ever wore a helmet. And I usually rented one at the track. Like, I never oh, wow. owned a helmet. I would just rent one at the track. No, I lied. I, I had a helmet towards the end. But, um, but yeah, that was the only time I ever wore a helmet. I will not get on a bike without a helmet now. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Same. Like, it's just weird. Like, when I was in college, I did this quick stint with single speeds where I would ride them quite a, quite a bit. And I don't know if I ever wore a helmet either. Actually, I know I never wore a helmet because I remember this one old dude. <laughs> Every time I'd see him, we'd cross paths because, like, we just hit the thing at the same time. And every time he would like stand up, like he would let go of the handlebars and he would go like this and like tap the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's your helmet? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm cool. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for telling me why you suck outside of disc golf. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Are we going to move on? Why do you suck? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I think um, the biggest reason I suck right now, lack of playing, of yeah. course. Um, and I think it's just simply due to time, family events. But when I do play, I think the reason I suck right now is because I have such a revolving bag at the mm. present moment. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a few things that just will never move out of my bag, but that those few things are becoming fewer and fewer. Yeah. You know, I used to be so locked in and there was nothing I was changing, but I'm not confident with anything over a nine speed. Um, except for my lariats, you know. And then even like my sevens and sixes, like I used to just pick up an FD and like no problem whatsoever. No, nope. you know, and then we get into mids and I'm like jumping between the hex and the um, EMAC and going back and forth. And I don't know. I think it's just I need to stick with what I what, what I knew and just go from there. Mm-hmm. And then once I get my power and my, you know, range back, if I start playing more consistently, then I can work into those tens and twelves. Yeah, you know, 10, 11, and 12s again. But right now, the grace is where it's there. And, you know, the grace is so inconsistent for me as a flyer because I I, I guess I just don't have a consistent enough power. Sometimes I get into them and they, they're great and then they just roll over. And then sometimes I'm, like, throwing them nose up and <laughs> they just fade out like they're enforcers, you know. It's weird. Same disc. So that's why I suck. There you go. Sorry right. to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just want to cry about it. All right. With all that being said, I did double book myself this weekend. I had a mountain bike race and the flex start this weekend. So unfortunately. There's a flex start this weekend? Oh, uh, next weekend. Well, not oh. like, like this coming weekend. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, the flex start this weekend and um, as a TD. So yeah. 
I guess I'm bailing on the mountain bike race, which kind of sucks because it would have been my first one this for almost well, since like 2003 or four. Oh, wow. So oh. it would have been fun. All right. So uh, here is the recap or the uh, intro or the um, what? <laughs> no, like, Overview? The, yeah, yeah, I guess. What's the word? You usually say preview. Yeah, here's the yeah the preview, the yeah, show preview. Yeah, right. Since we haven't only been going for 20 minutes yet, um, <laughs> so we're gonna do a quick preserve recap and thoughts on the course. We'll talk about the rally, the FPO rally that happened at the preserve. We'll do a little recap on the Swedish Open, and then if there's anything else that kind of makes our frog leap, we'll talk about that. And then we'll have a random question and then shop updates. So, famous last words. Here we go. Might be a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recurring. Recurring thing we always say, uh-huh. might be. Uh-huh. And an hour later. <clears throat> All right. So with that being said, preserve recap. So I'll start by saying I think the course is shaping up to be something super special. Yeah. I. It's amazing. The first year, I wasn't impressed. Um, the second year, I was becoming more, you know, like liking it. There were, there were holes that were memorable. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to see stuff like when you turn it on, you're like, oh, that's preserved. That's preserved. We have, there's so many iconic holes that are now becoming so recognizable for the preserve. <clears throat> and I think this year with some of the changes, even more so. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah. So um, good job, Kale. Like I think the, as <laughs> I really hope from what I am hearing the rumblings that there's some financial trouble there. Yeah. That's um, kind of what I've, I was just talking to Ben because um, he was just talking about with his question coming up later. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I said, did you go to the pub? Because Kale, when he bought the thing, I think it was the second year, mm-hmm. he ended up buying the clubhouse area the pub, and he opened up the pub restaurant. And then yep. like that's where the uh, like pro shop was as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And Ben's like, yeah, there's signs up all over it right now saying um, – he thinks he sold kale sold it yeah yeah sold it off so yeah i don't know kind of uh i'd be a bummer if anything were to actually happen to the course yeah yeah i agree but you know those that industry is i'll just talk about the restaurant portion clubhouse i mean that industry is a finicky industry Mm -hmm. um first of all there's not a lot of money in disc golf so to have a pro shop a disc golf pro shop like yeah you'll you'll do okay and then heartland turned on um (laughs) (laughs) you'll do okay and then i so i have i gotta stop and say this i have a tv up here in the studio the office that every single time it is turned on the heartland is on like that show Heartland. Yeah. Every single what, time. I, what channel is that? I have no clue. I have zero clue. It's and so weird. It's just on a Samsung. Like it just comes up as Heartland uh, every single time, like this farming <laughs> show or whatever. Ranch show. Yeah, it's like a ranching show or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's strange. So, but with that being said, I think Kale with, um, you know, buying that, I think there was really good intentions. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot behind the scenes in the hospitality industry in general, but especially in the restaurant industry. And you know, too. And it's gotten even worse since you have been in it. Um, like, first yeah, of all, I've been out for a while. <laughs> yeah, finding competent, trustworthy individuals is very hard for new places. Like established places. I mean, we've had the same staff for so long. It's it's amazing. We yeah. have such good, you know. And, and that will change at one point, of course. You know, as people move on. But 
it's hard to find a good staff. It's hard to keep your margins low enough to actually make money in restaurants. I mean, to watch your products, make sure nothing's going out the back door, make sure you're not wasting anything, make sure you're pricing everything properly. And then also watching it from week to week, like things can change up to 30% in their price. I mean, probably even more than that. I've mm-hmm. seen things double. Like I've seen eggs go from $11 a case to $50 a case. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so that's a very hard thing. And if you're a Turing pro and you're not there overseeing that stuff, and especially liquor, like, holy moly, there's a lot to be lost. There's a lot oh, yeah. to be gained in liquor, but man, there's a lot to be lost in liquor. Right. Real quick. Yep. So, especially if you're not using like the auto, like I know a lot of places have started using the automatic pour where you, you know, cause a lot of bartenders would just count or, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's the quickest way to lose. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's very few bartenders. I mean, there are bartenders out there that can do that. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. plenty. And we know some people around here that are just phenomenal yeah. at that type, type of stuff. But there's also, also this old school mentality that like, the bartender, like, you treat me right, I'll treat you right. We'll yep. give you some stuff. Like, well, that's just pushing money out the back door, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're not there to oversee and supervise and create the, the you know, the, the atmosphere that says that that's not okay and mm-hmm. still build your customer base, like, it's a hard job. It's a hard job. And I think when you sit back and you say, yeah, restaurants are a good business to buy, yep, absolutely, but you got to be involved. Yeah. Like, and I think that's where Kale may have – bit more than he could chew, bit off more than he could chew, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe his intention was just to buy it and turn it into a clubhouse, you know? So who knows? But all speculation. I know nothing about what he actually had planned or what he actually did, but I do know that he doesn't own anymore, and I really hope that he doesn't lose the entire course with everything being said. So with that, do you want to go over the winners and losers or just the winners or whatever you want to go over? Sure. (laughs) Hold on just a moment. I had it. Yeah. But just like, okay, we'll start with uh, FBO. So the winner was Katrina Allen, and mm-hmm. she shot 20 down. She beat Kristen Tatar by three, mm-hmm. and then Holland Hanley finished in third, Missy Gannon in fourth, Kat Merch and Ella Hansen tied for, oh, along with Missy Gannon, tied for mm-hmm. fourth, and then Paige came in seventh, tied with Haley King, and then Valerie Mandahano and Jen Allen rounded out the top ten. Mm-hmm. And a lot of drops this weekend, too. Like, Carolyn Henderson dropped, and Oliva. Didn't she drop? No, not Oliva. Um, yeah, Maria Oliva, I think, dropped, and there were quite a few. Uh, I think Kona had to drop Kona out. Kona did as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, Kona, I think, got heat stroke or something like that, where... She, or severe dehydration Wow. where she wasn't feeling good on the course. She was trying to make it. She had an Instagram story. She was trying to make it to the uh, women's rally, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about. And she got there within like five minutes. And then after that, I think she tried to play a practice round or something and just felt really? or whatever, whenever the, yeah, ended up not feeling well. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the from what Ben said, most days it was like mid eighties. Mm-hmm. I think today it got up to into the nineties. Wow. There. Yeah. Wow. So he said he was seeking shade, you know, quite a bit just oh, to stay it. out of the sun. Yeah. So if you're not weren't staying hydrated. Right. I probably had it pretty tough. And especially if, if you're from this area, that's hot. I know a lot of you guys in like Arizona, yeah. California, Texas, like you're like, that's nothing. But right. like, it's hot for but, us up here. I mean, and like in our area, when it gets hot. But it's also humid. Yes. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, you can't to, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Or the, the sweat doesn't evaporate off your body so you don't cool yourself as mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. It's it's hot, man. It's hot. And I was so I was born in 
San Bernardino, California, like raised in the desert. Like, so I know what hot is. I mean, we had like heat days. They would cancel school because it was mm-hmm. like 130 degrees. So I know what hot is, man. But like when it gets like in the 90s and humid up here, it sucks. Yeah, it's very sucks. much so. so. And so Katrina, yeah, good one wire to wire, mm-hmm. took it down. I think we all, like collectively, the three of us, our picks were pretty good this week. Yeah, they weren't too bad. No, they I think too bad. we all took Kristen to win. Mm-hmm. And then I had Katrina second. I think someone, I think you took Holland for something. I took Han, Holland for third. Okay. And then. Um, and then I believe I had. I think, um, I think I had Elle Hansen for something. And then I forgot who else Ben had. She was my wild horse. Yeah. Um, she was my, Ella was my wild horse. And then I had Haley King as second, if I remember right. Oh, okay. So, and, yeah. But I didn't write it down, so yeah. <laughs> usually I do. I was going to go back and listen. I'd be like, but as we were doing stuff, I was like, I'm not going to go back and listen to the yeah, episode yeah. today. But, yeah, we all had fairly decent picks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, and then MPO, we had Ricky Waisaki winning it with 37 down, um, beating Cole Rodallon by five and tied with Calvin Heimberg for second. But only beating him after a... 15 down on the last day yes. to jump up right. quite a few And that's spots. what Ricky shot the first round. Right. And, uh, yeah, everybody – so final final round, lead card, did not play well. No. they did. Mm-hmm. James Conrad was throwing shots out of bounds. Even Ricky. Ricky had some shots go out of bounds. Calvin mm-hmm. putted terrible, 51, 50% from C1X. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he was lucky to, he was, you know, within a couple of shots of Ricky, mm-hmm. ended up falling back. Cold jumped him. Eagle had jumped him at one point. Garrett Gurthy had jumped him at one point, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's lucky enough to come make a comeback. And Eagle actually had a chance um, within the last three holes. I think he had to go birdie, Eagle on 18, which is one of the easiest mm-hmm. holes on the whole tour. And he ended up parring uh, 17. And, um, I think he did eagle 18, so he ended up at 32 down. But Ricky, by that time, they were on – Ricky was on like whole, I want to say 13 or 14, mm. and he just was able to finish it out. Jeez. So Well, and eagle was, what, 39th going into the day or something like that? Yeah, he was. it was crazy. He No, he, he jumped nine spots. Am I looking at that right? He jumped nine spots today. He was in 13th. Oh, I thought he, he was like way down in 30th no, or something um, like that. Cole Dallin jumped 11 spots. We were just going through this before. Someone had jumped up. Chandler Kramer jumped up 20 spots to 12. Mm-hmm. That was a big jump. Someone had jumped up 65 that I saw earlier, and I forgot who it was. 65 spots, whoever that yeah. was. Jeez. Or maybe maybe it was Chandler Kramer that did it. Am I looking at the right? Was Brodog playing? Uh, I didn't hear about him a whole ton. Yeah, so he might <laughs> Yeah, he did because he took that. He had like an Instagram short or a YouTube short where he was throwing a medicine ball in the air with a shirt off, and he was talking about preparing for the preserve. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, well, I do have to and, say he looks ripped right now. Was it like, he and uh, Ezra just being like bros? And no, 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 oh. just him, just him throwing a medicine ball up in the air doing his workout. Interesting. Workouts. Like, yeah. I guess uh, Ben said uh, Nathan Queen got a. Ace on hole 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did say that. And then um, there was a woman from the tour, and she was mad that nobody caught it on camera. (laughs) Get a camera there. (laughs) Right. Well, she was mad that, that, but I think she was hoping that someone in the gallery would have caught footage of it. And no one had, 
had shot it. Yeah. Because he said he was just hanging out there because that was the, one of the better places with shade. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so she's like, oh, what the heck? Oh, well. That's yeah, funny. Know, I'm not seeing. And then he said he was, I think he was following around uh, Nate Sexton for a while too. But yeah. Oh, Brody Smith, 84th. Oh. Yeah. How is he so hot and cold? Like crazy. I know. He's, and this is a course that's not that out of his. I mean, it still has bomber shots. There's oh, yeah. No, it's not very punishing OB wise. You know, I mean, there are some holes that are, but. Yeah. Man, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an. Apart from like holes five, six, maybe a couple others, it's mm. pretty wide open. Yeah. And I mean, there are some challenging, kind of challenging water shots because I saw a number of people land in like one of the late, you know, one of the ponds. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the fun stuff now? It's fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is, I, I think it kind of goes on the Natalie tracker because they did talk with her directly or talk about her and saying that this is not directed at her, but it's more trying to protect the division. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a rally protest of sorts that went on before the preserve that was live streamed by three or four people that yeah. that we or that Door Disc Golf follows, mm -hmm. I noticed. Um, but Brody was one that um, live streamed it. Oh, yeah. So Brody was there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brody live streamed it. And then Katrina live streamed it. Hokum did. Yeah. There was quite a few people that live streamed it. But basically what it was was a, a collection of, I would probably say, what, 30 people? Yeah. Something like that. 30 people. Maybe the majority of them, good two-thirds of them were female. Mm -hmm. And then the other remainder was MPO players. Yeah. Um, and of all... So could be MP, could be aged pros, could be, you know, who knows. But um, but basically led by Sarah Holcomb and Chris, Katrina Allen. And they basically stood up and said that they don't agree with transgender athletes competing in on FPL. Mm -hmm. So and quite a few people got up, like Jen Allen got up and spoke about it. And, you know, I think a lot of folks came from they were very emotional about it. Like yes. Sarah Holcomb was very much tried to be very analytical and point out the facts. Um, but most everybody else was just more about feelings and how things were happening and how they felt the history of what they have gone through is now being under fire again. So, but it's not like they didn't throw the, how am I trying to put it? There was no ill will. No, not at all. Not towards at all any specific person or anything mm -hmm. like that. They're just coming out, like you said, and expressing their feelings about the situation. Right. They weren't saying whether it was right, right or wrong, you know, mm -mm. that it was very... Well, I mean, they were definitely making it well, clear that they disagree yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. but... It's, it, it's one of those no-win situations in a way, mm -hmm. so... Mm -hmm. In, I think, you know, a few of them came from a place of historical value where this is what we used to have to do just to play with women. Mm -hmm. And now we finally get to play with women and now the men are coming back in to take over. And that was kind of where Jen Allen was coming from, yeah. um, where she used to have to travel everywhere just to have some sort of competitive advantage. And then she decided, um, and then, you know, it's gotten better and now she's competing against men again. You yeah. Know? And I think referring to the transgender athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, and she didn't say she's competing against men again. She just said, now we're back to 
the advantages that biological males have that I have to compete against again. So understand where she's coming from. And then um, the DD player, why can't I think of her name? Um, phenomenal player when she plays. She's black. Um, Rebecca Cox. Rebecca Cox. So she came up and she talked about like the hardships of being, you know, black. And mm -hmm. then also about how, you know, the struggle she has as a woman. And now she has to try to protect those in the one place she felt like she was, you know, yeah. safe. And, you know, so there's a lot of those. And I, I'm, you know, I was listening to it, like thinking, you know, they're all very valid from where they're coming from. But in mm -hmm. the same regard, you know, Natalie, Natalie, Natalie Ryan feels very valid in the where she's coming from as mm -hmm. well. You know, so it's, it's one of those things that they've made a choice. The legal system has kind of circumvented that choice. Um, whether it was legal or not, there's still that injunction. Yes. And they haven't decided whether it was legal or not legal for them to do mm -hmm. it. But what they did is they just basically served a restraining order to say she's playing right. until further notice, until something's figured out. Yeah. And this was like, you know, one of those kind of last minute things too, like the mm -hmm. OTB was, but there was precedent in Minnesota because there was a uh, transgender weightlifter. Lifter. Yep. Yeah. That Olympic had, lifter. had uh, won a case there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think we talked about this real early when like the whole Natalie thing happened before the season started mm. as well, you know, and Natalie played and she finished what we say 14th, 14th or something or like, that, something like yeah. that. And then on her Instagram, she said, you know, um, it was nice to play. Um, a lot of the outside stuff kind of weighed down on her from maybe, you know, not playing as well as she could. She mm. did. I think the last turn couple tournaments, you look at her record, she's won. Oh, and like handedly. handedly. Yeah, handedly. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. she's cashed in all of, or cashed her one in every tournament she's played in eight years. Mm -hmm. And so, as, a, as an athlete seeing that, I might feel, as a female athlete, I would probably feel a little mm -hmm. um, threatened in, oh, that, absolutely. in that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's surprising to me that, okay, so OTB happened weeks ago, like months ago. Mm hmm. When that news was handed down of her filing that injunction, then why didn't they have a rally then? Why now? Yeah, like that. I mean, you could still have you could have it at any stop where right. Um, this would happen. You just voice your opinion, right? And even Katrina. Well, this is the oh. first pro tour event that this has happened on that she's been able to play on since OTV. Right, like she played the first round and mm -hmm. then the other injunction was filed and right. took her off. So yeah, she right. was able to play the entire yeah. tour. But yeah. they didn't know that that was going to happen. They didn't know that mm -mm. another injunction wouldn't be you know, filed against her. Right, but, right. And, it, and that would, But that was also still like they didn't know she was playing until the day before. Yeah. And then yeah. she was not playing that. And I think it was, it was either Hokum or Allen that, Katrina Allen that, made the statement that we've been trying to stay quiet and behind the scenes and yes. work, you know, for, I think they said like four years, they've been trying to, would they say four? Uh, I don't know. Whoever it was. I, there was a, a certain amount of time that I was like, wow, this has been going on for a while then. Um, but I know that those two are kind of the ringleaders of, yeah. I don't want to call them ringleaders. That gives a bad well, name. Well, they kind but, of just spearheaded it. Right, right, right. Yeah. They're, they're the leaders. They're the leaders yeah. of it. Um, and um, then even Katrina, after she won, Brian Earhart kind of questioned her, you know, why the emotion after the win and all mm -hmm. that. And she did reference the rally and what it meant to her to actually be able to have a voice and actually come out and speak her truth the way she put it. Right. You know, and yeah. vent or, yeah. you know, voice her opinion. 
right, and finally right. have that chance. And I respect the fact that I, I can't – correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anything that has been truly – had any true animosity in it from either side. No, not that not that I've seen. Which, it's always people from the outside pushing exactly into the into the sport. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's clearly come out and said, "Oh, this is until you know mm-hmm. this rally," which still isn't yeah. conf- confrontational. But it's always people from both sides coming into the sport, you know, voicing their opinions and right, right. bringing that animosity. And I think that's even something that like. Natalie Ryan referenced something, but I think we brought it up here that I was disappointed in the way that she approached like hecklers or something like that. Yes. Where he called, they, she called him, I don't remember what she called him. Someone um, on the, on a, at a tournament came out and like yeah, got, said something. Yeah. And then he, during she, play. Yeah. Like he said, I forgot what we said to her. Anyways, so Natalie decided to go ahead and, you know, kind of retaliate yeah. through Instagram. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's a. I I appreciate the. I'm not gonna lie. I think this is very interesting. You know, in the back end, I love reading about it. I love you know, when that happened, I was like ah, because I hate lives. Yeah. But I saw like three or four of them come up at once, and I'm like, okay, there's something going on. So I clicked on one, and I saw Katrina Allen talking, and I was like, well, what's she saying? So I like turned up the volume, and I'm like, oh, she's talking about like Natalie. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ooh, I got out. So I watched the whole entire thing. Yeah, it was like 20 minutes long. It was long. Yeah. It was long because I was laying across my bed. I'm like, wonder what this is. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, I I, I enjoy it because I, I love seeing where both sides are coming from, where it's going and what the future holds and, you know, the validity between both sides and, you know, the emotion that's on both sides. Like it's, it's just interesting. You know, I think it's a historical thing that we're going through right now, whether you agree with one side or the other side there's still a big part of history that's happening right now. Yeah. You know, and it's going to define disc golf for the years to come. I think it's going to more than that. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to define athletics. But, I mean, I don't think disc golf will define athletics, but, but I think this, this is a broader yeah, scope of things yeah. that's going to set a precedent. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm interested. I hope it continues to stay civil ish, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's, it's within legal parameters right now, but nobody's doing anything illegal at this point. Yeah. So, or harmful. So keep it uh, peaceful and have that conflict. And I look forward to more of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least it gives us something to talk about. It does. <laughs> I don't like, we always say, oh, it's a dead, we just keep beat that dead mm-hmm. horse. It's like, it's almost to the glue factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be. We might be gluing, <laughs> gluing the horse back together to <laughs> beat it some more. <laughs> We're making a mache horse right now. <laughs> All right. All right, you want to talk about Swedish Open real quick? Um, the only thing I want to talk about is that Paul Macbeth won. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing I have to say. I, I'm not waking up early in the morning to watch it at all. No. But, um, and their, their live coverage is a million times better than the U.S. And their green screens are phenomenal. Oh, yeah? <laughs> have you watched it yet? Any no, of it all? I haven't. Dude, I haven't been able to see any of the Euro... Oh, so I thought you were, I thought you like, you haven't, their green screen and their coverage is, so let's say their coverage is quality wise. Let's give a percentage like 30% better than the United States. Okay. Their green screen and they're like, they're talking heads. Yeah. I, there's not even a percentage in the realm of 
Oh, it gets so much better. Wow, okay. so much better. You know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of corny and hokey. Yeah, the way they do it because sure. they have like a green screen desk and a green screen yeah. backdrop, and the well, guys wear like suits. That's and what stuff. I don't like about the um, the tournament central mm-hmm. is when after the after the tournament, like while I was watching, I watched last week when Kristen had won at Des Moines and the guy's sitting there and they got the green screen. Like he's at the tournament, just have somebody at the tournament, sit down with her, <laughs> exactly. have a couple folding chairs, have a couple of microphones set up mm-hmm. and just have a sit down conversation with her. Exactly. That's super easy. I, I just think it's something because even after that, they're interviewing, um, players, you know, they've got the DGPT backdrop and someone's there. Inter- there's no difference between having that guy on the screen mm-hmm. interviewing her and the, on a, on a computer, then it's exactly. Bleh. I I agree one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I. It's is it a try hard thing? Is it a, instead of letting disc golf be what disc golf is, we're trying to make it something that it's not? Kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know why can't we the... be basketball? <laughs> well, I'm yeah. serious. Like, why can't we have like or dodgeball? Remember when? Um, What's the dude's name, the announcer? Uh, Cotton and um, who, Jason F Bateman's guy. Jason Bateman, yeah. yeah. Like, who cares if that guy's there? Yeah. I mean, Or is that what Jomez is? A little bit. No, because they were doing it live. Yeah. F and A, Cotton, yeah. F and A. Like, yeah. I feel like, like, so, who cares? Yeah. Like, have you ever watched Cornhole? Not a lot. I just, see how, I just see highlights here and there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much... Just dudes, just bros, like, yeah. talking. Like, pickleball, kind of the same way. Just, like, dudes and bros talking. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Like, I mean, I know there's a call for professionalism, and maybe I'm, I've am i changed my mind or my rhetoric since we've started this podcast. Speaking of, it's been a long time. We were over a year and a half now, aren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Anyway, so um, I, I just, I don't know. Like, let it be what it is. Don't force it to be stuff. Yeah. It's not. Well, because, like, even Jordan this morning in one of, our, uh, one of the chats, he's like, mm-hmm. man, you know, watching this, but he's like, oh, I, I just that, can't yeah. go through. Like, he's like, I can't just make it through a whole round with some of these people. I'm like, I just turned down the sound. I, ca- I can't handle I've been complaining about it for years. Yeah. And <laughs> I think, you know. Um, I don't know if he was technically talking about the announcers or just the straight quality of it. I'd oh, have to. I think that it could have been both. Yeah. But I said, yeah, I just turned on the sound and I just watch, mm-hmm. um, just watch the throws. And what's great about even um, watching NFL games or, you know, like regionally, if you don't th- like the announcers, you can always turn on the radio and there's mm-hmm. like your local broadcast where yes. you can listen to the people that you want to mm-hmm. broadcast. <laughs> I thought about that today. And I don't know where it came from, but I was like, man, I just don't have time to sit down and watch this. And there's no way that I can just listen to audio and get the effect. Mm -hmm. Where are broadcasters out there? Like there has to be someone out there that's willing to do that. It'd be great if they could just have somebody follow. Because a pod tracker like we have is easily um, portable. Right. And they kind of did that when there was the uh, skins match with Paul, like mm-hmm. Germ and those guys were walking around the course and they had a battery pack and microphones and yep. were able to walk around the course. Yep. If they had a separate almost podcaster live radio feed of people going around doing that, mm-hmm. I don't know how, how much 
battery power or radio power you need, right? That'd be awesome. But I mean, there's so many different broadcasting things, apps that on the phone. I mean, you can even just walk around and hold your phone and talk. Yeah, with, you know, yeah. or even put like we have those lapel mics that mm-hmm. are they're fantastic. The quality, like I'm sure there's ways to do it. And I would tune into something like that. Like if it was being live stream on Spotify or something like that. I don't know. If, yeah, you can live stream on Spotify. Yeah, you right? can. Like if they were. Like if we live stream on Spotify, like I'd be all over listening to that. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is guys out there doing it, but I don't, I don't know. But all I'd want to know is lead cards. Like follow the FPO, follow the MPO. I'm good to go. Yeah. Like I don't need to know the rest of it. Sure. Because they can just give you broad. You know, just be like, okay, here's what happened earlier in the day. Here's what's happening in front of them on the chase right. card. And then right. here's what we got for the And here's who's surging. Like that's yeah. it. That's okay. all I need to know. And just give me some color. Like give me no, give me some play by play. I don't need color. Just mm-hmm. give me play by play. Like oh. He's on the, you know, 18th uh, tee, teed off, hit the center of the fairway. That's it. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Like, just let me have that. And then you can fill in, of course, but I just need, like, just give me something that I can listen to instead of watching because the hardest thing about live coverage is a four hours worth of sitting and dedicating myself to a screen. Like, it's just not possible for Mm -hmm. me, you know, and I don't think there's many people it's possible for. I've tried doing it in the car where I have the live coverage on and I'll turn off the video and just try to listen to it in the car. And I don't know if it's an, it's enjoyable enough, mm-hmm. but there's times where there's kind of dead air right. where you're waiting for them to say something or uh, players addressing their lie and they're like, okay, here's what's going on. You can't mm-hmm. see it. They're trying to describe it, but they don't describe it quite right. well enough. Exactly. So yeah. I, that's, a, yeah. that's a difficulty. Yeah, and I could see that. And, and I think that's some of the stuff like – it's all positioning too. I mean, yeah. How do you judge like how far someone is down the fairway? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's also one of those things like it's perspective too. Like I remember for the longest time when we would go out and play, we would be like, oh yeah, we like this is probably like a 25 footer. And it ended up being like a 40 footer. Mm-hmm. Like our perspective was just so far off. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, I can hit this one. It's only like a 30 footer. But, but it's easier now because for, for at tournaments they have, you know, the little spurs on the ground, you're like, oh, this yeah, is yeah, circle yeah, one, yeah. circle two. When we're out playing, we don't have those markers. You're right. You're you know, right. in yeah. a casual round or a league or whatever, we're right. just judging it based on what we think it is. Like, right. we actually have markers out there right now that can yeah. help yeah. us. Well, and that does make sense. I mean, if you are walking around and doing something pretty diligently, and how hard would it be just to, like I said, just to carry some sort of phone or microphone mm-hmm. around and live stream? And I know there's cell phone connectivity issues. Yeah. But even if it's something like, I mean, how hard is it to upload that audio? I mean, what does it take us or take you? I, I don't want to take claim for <laughs> uploading the audio, but um, what does it take, like 20 minutes to get this thing yeah, I up mean, and going I, yeah. oh, when it's like this? Right, yeah, when I edit it down and mm-hmm. get it uploaded, it, you know, with our, our descriptioner and everything, yeah, around 20 minutes. Right, so let's say for 50. a full 18, like it'll take a bit longer, but let's say maximum of an hour. Like from the time MPO, like you get that. Yeah, I, that's a that's an interesting. Or question. could you upload it like a quarter at a time, like five holes at a time or eight holes at a time? I don't know, nine holes at a time. Depends on the quality of the audio. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Uh, depends on your internet connectivity for sure, because there's that audio has to be compressed and right. everything. Yeah. Um, who's to say? Yeah. But it, yeah. Because I know Terry used to do some of that stuff. Back in the day, he would carry around like a Wi-Fi, a hotspot, uh-huh. and then his phone and just do like coverage that way. Okay. Um, I wonder. I, I'd have to ask him maybe like 
reach out to him and just ask him why, why no one does that. Because I, I would be all over that. That would be something I would subscribe to and mm-hmm. not, I don't know if I wouldn't pay money for it, but it would definitely be something that I would, um, put on my, you know, subscribe it seems list. like something PDGA radio can do. Yeah. Or so, you know, some like those guys, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Well, cause they don't really do much. I don't see much coming out from them very often during this time of year. No. Off season, it seems like they're, they do pretty well. And he has a good voice for that too. Yeah. He does a very good job with that. And he was an old radio broadcaster, I think. So, yeah. So anyways, so there you go. But Paul McBeth one, he is not washed up. So I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe lightly washed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe just thrown in the spin cycle a little it, while. You know, like, you yeah, like the 80s stone washed, you know, yeah. not, not quite like. <laughs> <laughs> Light fade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just to the right point. He's, yeah. Yeah. And He's like, you're like oh, of, these don't quite, they're a little tight. They don't quite fit right, that yeah. kind of thing. He's like that pair of jeans that you know is at the end of its use, but like you still want to wear them a couple more times because they're kind of comfy, you know? Yeah. Like I can still get some mileage out of these. Yeah, yeah. And then after you're done with them, you cut them into jean shorts. You're like, yeah, these are great. Oh, perfect, perfect, <laughs> yeah. As long as a little booty hangs out the back, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, man. That would be so bad to see me in cut-off jeans. Like if I did like the old school, like, late 80s or no like late 70s early 80s cut off jeans like yeah man my hairy stump sticking out my, that's what my dad would wear when he works out in the yard when he my like would do work too. in the yard dad he'd too. have like the short cut off jeans like i'm like almost embarrassed to be outside with you right now <laughs> i know i know because you know and it was always like so my dad was never like a collared shirt guy yeah but if he was outside He'd in those freaking it. shirts, he would have a button-up shirt on, his sleeves rolled up, <laughs> and, like, it completely wide open. So yeah. it's, like, hairy chest sticking out. Well, actually, he wasn't very hairy, but he'd have his chest sticking out and then, like, his stump sticking out the bottom of it. And he's just, like, <laughs> he didn't have a stump. He has a full leg. But yeah. you know what I mean. Right. Like, oh, it was just so bad. And he was so proud of himself, too, because he's, like, man, I get so much more use out of these, like – the pants go out, cut the legs off. Now I got shorts for another couple months. Right. <laughs> Cheapers, creepers. Like, I know we didn't have money, but we had enough money to buy some more, like, Wranglers. I mean, yeah, like, right. It was funny, too, is my dad would cut them short enough where um, the pockets would hang out of the shorts. Yes. yes. We'll talk about berries. <laughs> so my dad was infamously a no underwear guy. He was commando through and through. Like, yeah. if, if he was any more commando, he would have painted his face, you know, type commando. And if he put his leg up wrong on a table or something like that, <laughs> you were seeing berries. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was bad. So, oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, rest his soul, I guess. And his berries. <laughs> so, is that kind of morbid, I bet? A little bit. That's nah, all right. It's my dad. <laughs> I was there for him. So, all right. Random question. All Let's right. Let's hear it. Yeah. Ben gave us a good random question. Well, pretty good random question. Let me just bring it up real quick. Oh, it was, what is, shoot, what is the best state fair food? Ben said he had a giant turkey leg at the preserve, which made him think of this. Okay. I am a fan of giant turkey legs. Mm -hmm. But the best state fair food I have ever had in my life. 
And it's it's not like it's nothing. Fa- it's funnel cake. That's what oh, see. That's Jared. what I was, it's classic. That's yeah. what I was gonna say too. Um, I like like deep fried Oreos or deep fried mm-hmm. Snickers or something like that. But funnel cake's just a classic. Yeah. Thing that there's always cotton candy too, and yeah, just. But I feel like cotton candy you can get pretty easily anywhere. Even mm-hmm. funnel cakes sometimes you see people make them and oh, it's yeah. easy enough to make. Yeah. Um, Fun, a funnel cake or elephant ears, like I mean, they're the same batter. It's just one swirly, and the other's a big like yeah. mitt. Yeah, but either the, of those things are powdered sugar on top oh, of it, yeah. or you drizzle like chocolate or peanut butter, whatever I don't it is. Know if it was the fair here, or if it was, I don't remember where it would have been. I think it was here, but it was it was a caramel apple um, elephant ear. Oh, so they did like the elephant ear. Okay, and then they did sliced apple. So they like put it through one of those slicer yeah. things. And then they put the apples out, and then they drizzled caramel on it, yeah. and then powdered sugar, and then just hand it to you on a plate. Oh. It was phenomenal. Ooh, it was okay. so good because you get to eat the apples too, yeah. which was cool. But man, yeah, it was like my mouth was watering for that one. I haven't had one, but people have said deep fried Twinkies are great. I feel like that would <laughs> Twinkies be... are great. Yeah, deep fried, of course. <laughs> I feel like that's too much batter. Like the batter along with the sponge cake mm-hmm. would just be too much. Um, kind of like cakiness or you know like that i don't know like tempura batter is not like super no it's not you know like i don't know i see if there was video to this you could see (laughs) like i don't turn down food right (laughs) and it's like i don't know i i've tried so i've had deep fried oreos Mm -hmm. not impressed like i've had deep fried snickers not impressed i've never had a twinkie I would love to try a Twinkie. Yeah. But I just love Twinkies, though. Like, I would love to try a cosmic brownie, a deep fried cosmic brownie. A cosmic brownie? Yeah, those are the brownies that you buy, the little Debbie brownies yeah. that have the little, like, colored sprinkles on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No nuts. No, nuts no I'm not a fan of nuts either. No nuts on those. I just I want a fudge brownie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm good with nuts on them, but, like, I'd much rather not have nuts yeah. on them. And the best thing I've ever had. Well, there's two things that I really, really, really enjoy. I don't know if they're fair food technically, but I think one of them is for sure. The um, It was called Indian fry bread, but it's just a savory elephant ear basically. Okay. And they put like pinto beans and jalapenos oh, and sour wow. cream and lettuce, tomato, like salsa, like yeah. all on the thing. And then you get a meat or protein on it. It's really good. And then, geez, my mouth is watering. This is crazy. And then the other one that I really, 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 really liked is fried ice cream. Oh, okay. Like where they have like a cornflake and honey outer area. Yeah. I don't know if that's a fair food or not. Or I don't know, but like I know. Food. Yeah, I was going to say Mexican food because yeah. I've gotten it at like a Chi-Chi's or something yes. like that. <laughs> yes. like me- they do it at a lot of other yeah. Mexican restaurants, but yeah. 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 It was so. interesting. I also like a fresh warm churro. <laughs> oh, man. So I grew up in my like Miami. I spent... Three years, two years in Miami, three years. And at the end of our street, right on Bird Road in Miami, we had a churro guy. Yeah. Like fresh churros. Oh, I hated him. Like, oh no, like, no, I mean, no, I loved him. Right, but, but you like, hate that he had to be down the street and it was yeah. so easy to get to it. Well, and, it, well, and the, the problem was it wasn't the ease because like he was there every day. Yeah. And we knew he was going to be there. It was the fact that I never had money for it. Like, oh. <laughs> And I would like dig, I would like, so at the time we lived in a duplex, we lived in the front side of a duplex and we had one, two, three, four, four grown adults besides my stepmom and my dad in this two bedroom place Yeah, and me. 
so there was what five, six, seven people living in this like 1200 square foot home or 1200 square. No, it wasn't even that big. I don't remember how big it was, but every day I would come home and like that churro guy would be sitting there and I would like dig through as much like of the change that was sitting on the table and like in the couches and like I'd pull together two bucks and the churros were like you'd get two of them in a bag like just covered with all kinds of stuff and then he started filling them too Ooh. oh so good this is why I'm fat <laughs> this is why I'm fat oh my goodness all right well um shop updates I guess huh yeah I hope you like that Ben now I want to go eat something yeah, I didn't have dinner before I came. So <laughs> we, did. we did. We did. I went, I went to, I had like a little um, Neapolitan pizza, like oh, a nice. little margarita pizza. It was pretty good. All right, shop update. So we did get in all of our DD stuff. So um, there is some really fantastic looking stuff on the site. Um, I did put in an order for hexes and glitches because. Um, we were waiting for custom stamps to come through, and then something fell through the cracks. Either I messed up something, or they're just so busy they haven't oh, gotten back to me yet. Okay. Um, but I wanted to like to do a three foil stamp. Yeah, and just haven't heard anything back yet. So I just went ahead and ordered some glitches and hexes because they're like eight weeks out for a custom stamp. Um, it's in season almost. Well, yeah, exactly. No, I know. I want to get it while the sun's shining, and then, and then I will be putting in an order, another order through Trilogy for a custom stamp. So yeah. we're counting. Um, door disc golf stamp. So yes. those are the things. And then uh, I think that's it. And then I got to get some baskets. And that's it because we're out of baskets in the shop. And some oh. guy wants to buy like nine of them. And then we have no more mini baskets. And like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I'll get all those things going. And so you'll see those up. And we do have 50% off the Prodigy chalk bags right now. Prod- or those like the like climber, the climber chalk bags. bags. <laughs> got yeah. it. So they're basically, we're selling them basically at our cost right now. Um, we bought 10 of them when we first opened the shop. Yeah. When we very first opened the shop. I've given two of them away in like player pack or not player pack, uh, raffle prizes, things sure. like that. And then I sold one. So we have seven left. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> so um, jump on there, grab those things. I, they're just, it's not that it's prodigy. It's that it's climber shock and there's a big bag. Like yeah, what do you do with it? It's right. a very awkward thing. Like I've seen Nico use them. Yeah. That's the only person I've ever seen use that type of chalk. Huh. So, Interesting. Yep. Actually, you know what? I was trying to use my new door disc whale sack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, the chalk just isn't coming out of it so easy right away. I mean, that's kind of how it is oh, with yeah, all yeah. whale sacks, but it's yeah. just like, I'm like trying to slam it. Yeah, like, you gotta do like everything roll to just, them between yeah, them. Try, yeah, whatever I can do to get the yeah. get the chalk out. But I do appreciate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so with those, I found that like, like, and this is for the non-visuals, which is everybody. Ooh, ooh, wow. Which is everybody right now. Yeah. So, um, you ever play with Play-Doh and make a snake? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's how the best way is like yeah. rub your hands together. Yeah. Between the thing, that's how it gets going. And it's funny because once it gets going, they're beautiful. Yeah. But it, you're right. They're hard to get going. Well, because at first I, I thought they had changed because I was feeling it. And I was trying to do the rubbing thing and I, was, and I was feeling the bag and it felt like a sports sack to me more than it felt like chalk. You okay, know, like sure, a sports sure. sack. You just, just like, something to dry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is so weird compared to the other ones. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. they had changed a little bit. But I did see it start seeing a little bit of chalk come flying out. So Yeah, yeah. It'll go. I have a. I have one that's almost like completely depleted. The one oh, yeah. that I've actually been able to hang on to from the other seventy five that I've lost. But the one that I've been able to hang on to, and it's like it is. 
it's like a deflated balloon now. <laughs> like there's barely anything left, but it's still still working. So, mm. but yeah. All right. With all that being said, is there anything else, sir? Nope. All right. Well, be honest. I was going to try to say something interrational, but I don't want to. Interrational or inspirational? <laughs> it was going to be inter. It sounded in, really inspirational. Oh yeah, inspirational. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I, th- I say interrational? I thought that's what it sounded like. Is that a word? I don't think so. We could look it up in a little bit. We can just make it. Make it a word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say something interrational, <laughs> and I, I hope you guys. Uh, here's my interrational thought. Okay. Deuces in the toilet. <laughs> I, does that work? Yep. All right. Perfect. Deuces. Peace out. Keep us up par. Anything else? Nope. Sure. Yep. Okay. Okay. Bye.